one of the reasons the atmospheric river subject is so interesting is it's so vital to the ecosystems that we depend on, as well as our snowpack and our water supply for urban use and the like. Many of you know, of course, we had a very wet winter. This photo's uh, from uh, up near Sacramento, and it really illustrates the, the kind of heavy winter we've had up north, and it really shows how the Central Valley can uh, fill up with water in a way, at least parts of it there. And that channel in the middle is called the Yolo Bypass, and is uh, an area that uh, is allowed to flood and relieve pressure on the main river that otherwise goes through Sacramento. There's an amazing infrastructure in California focused on uh, managing these extremes in weather that we experience in terms of precipitation. This is a loop of satellite images, and the color fill is uh, what's called integrated water vapor, or IWV, I'll call it. The reds are very wet, that's the tropics. And then you see this yellow and orange and green hitting Seattle, then fading in California, then look at this firing up. And now we have that one hit, then the next one came right on its heels, stalled, a gap, then the next one came in big and, and hit hard. Those are atmospheric rivers hitting Northern California. Those three storms over the course of about a week produced 25 inches of rain in some locations, which was about 40% uh, uh, of the precipitation for that year. And the problem is that we have to deal as a state in the West in many ways with these big events that can produce an amazing amount of precipitation and potential flooding, but then if we don't get them, we don't get enough of them, we end up uh, sliding down into drought. If you look at an atmospheric river sort of from bank to bank and ask how much water vapor is flowing and compare it to how much liquid water is going down the Mississippi River, it's about 20 Mississippis worth of water. It's just in the form of vapor instead of liquid. And uh, in fact, our most recent analysis, we've added four more cases to this from last winter. We're now up to about 25 Mississippis is the average of our 21 cases. That also corresponds to about two uh, Amazons. So uh, <laughs> we're coming up with new units here. And um, if anybody's uh, into water at all, you might know what an acre foot means. Um, and you can pretty much guess what it is, right? It's an acre of land area with a foot of water on it. That's enough water, by the way, for about uh, three or four households for a year on average. Uh, all your you know, gardening and, and water in, in the house and all that. And one atmospheric river, if it transports for a day, you add up the amount of water that goes by in a day in the form of vapor, it's about 20 million acre feet. So if you think of the Sacramento River, I know most people don't have numbers in their heads around this, but the Sacramento River, the biggest river in California, up north, its whole discharge for the year is about 25 million acre feet on average. So this is essentially the equivalent in one day of the amount of water that is coming down the river, the Sacramento River in a whole year. So they are really vital for our precipitation, they're vital for our climate, they're vital to determining the future of our uh, water uh, supplies out here as we wonder about what may happen in the future. Here's a map that shows the fraction of annual precipitation on average that occurs because of atmospheric river events around the western U.S. Blues are around 10 to 15 percent, light blues around 25 percent, yellows and greens around 35, then up to 50 percent and 60 percent in the reds. So what we see is basically the coastal areas get somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of their annual precipitation from atmospheric river storms. The normal Mother Nature gave us in California is that we have a, about 50 percent variation from year to year on average. So if average is 40 inches, let's say, in a year in a wet place in the Sierras or something, it's very common to have only 20 inches and equally common to have 60 inches. And what that does is it creates a need for a lot of special information, special tools, 
uh, special advice for water managers. Now, how much of this winter's precipitation you know, was a result of atmospheric rivers? We now have the methods to look at each storm and ask the question objectively whether or not it was an atmospheric river event. And we can identify objectively, if it was, where did it hit the coast first, or actually strongest, and then we mark it with an arrow. And this diagram shows all these different arrows coming in. Each one represents a different atmospheric river hitting the west coast somewhere. Now, an arrow might hit right here, let's say. Doesn't mean that AR didn't hit farther south. Often these will propagate south. But it was strongest at this point, so that's where we show the arrow. There were over 30 atmospheric rivers hit the west coast, 30 in California alone. Normally, we might see about a dozen. So we are well over double normal. The other thing I want to highlight is we now have a scale for the strength of ARs, weak, moderate, strong, and extreme, based on how much water vapor transport they're doing. And we've color-coded these accordingly, where red are the extreme ones. And in, in this case, each of these three red ones on average would only occur about once every three years. So we're seeing not only are we getting more atmospheric rivers this winter hitting the west coast, but we're also getting stronger ones than we would normally see.